Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you again, President Jim. Good afternoon again, everyone. So I tried to find some really cool info on our speaker today so I could give you guys some insight. Um, It was really tougher than I thought it would be. What I did find out is he is not the Brett Lashbrook that is a machinist from Waterloo, Iowa. That's who he is not. So I've I've ascertained that fact. Uh, What I did find out is that he did not play soccer when he was a kid, but he was a sports uh, fanatic for, uh, you know, has been for his entire life and really, really enjoyed it, even though he didn't play it. Uh, I also found out that he went to Marquette, so he has a law degree. So he isn't just a pretty face, which is always good. So, um, And really what I found out is that, above all else, he wants to make football or soccer, depending on where you're from, a part of Las Vegas. And more importantly, he wants to make the Las Vegas Lights Football Club a part of our community. And I think he's done a great job of that, but I'd like him to give you all the info himself. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Brett Lashbrook with the Las Vegas Lights Football Club. Thank you very, very much. So let me start by just uh, understand the room. Who's been to a lights game? Okay, all right, all right. Now my goal is to convince everyone else to come out Saturday night and have a great time. All right, so let's get started here. Let's start 30,000 feet up in the air. What is soccer? Why, what, what, what is this? Well, I didn't grow up with the sport of soccer. What is it doing in my city? Soccer, number one youth participation sport for years, decades. For about almost 30 years now in the United States, the number one youth participation sport has been soccer. Uh, I use the, the example always, you think of Canada, you think of ice hockey. Seven years ago, youth soccer took, overtook youth hockey uh, in participation up in Canada. So you're seeing this whole generation under the age of, uh, let's say, 35, they have grown up with the game of soccer in a way that the generation over 35 years old has not. Uh, a recent poll by ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, asked 12 to 17-year-olds, what's your favorite sport? The number two most popular answer was pro soccer. Think about that, right? As, as this sport and the, and the demographics and everything are starting to change and how the lights are taking advantage of that. Pro soccer average attendance. We have an NHL team in town, right? They average 18,000 fans. It's full. It's great. Major League Soccer averages more fans per game than the NBA and NHL. Major League Soccer, and we'll talk about our league versus Major League Soccer, averages 23,000 fans a game in 24 markets across the U.S. and Canada. I get it, weekends versus weekdays, indoors versus outdoors, but it's just to start to break down these barriers of where soccer is, and it's always been, quote-unquote, the sport of the future here in the United States, and we believe here in 2019 it is here and it's here to stay, and it has a great, great, great future. All right, so we talked about it way up high. Now talk about why Las Vegas. Eighteen months ago, Las Vegas was the second largest city in the entire world without a professional soccer team. 
How can we have the, the world's most popular game in the world's entertaining capital of the world and not have professional soccer? People always ask me, who's number one? Detroit Motor City. Let them keep the title, all right? They, they'll, get, they'll get soccer at some point. Uh, so why Las Vegas? We, we, we were absolutely the, the size, and, and we deserved it. Uh, number two, just like it is uh, across the country, it is hands down the number one youth participation sport here locally. The issue here locally is there's not enough fields. Uh, and you can talk to anyone at the recreational lo- uh, soccer level locally as well as the club level. Uh, if you live out in Summerlin, on Summerlin Parkway, and Kellogg's Air, and Betty Wilson, and all these places around town, it is full after school all the way to sundown. Uh, number three, an incredibly diverse local population. We talk about it's the world's most popular game, uh, especially when you look at uh, Mexico, Central America, South America, Euro- Europe. Uh, Europe is, without a doubt, the number one most popular sport. And when you look at the diversity of our community, it starts to make even more and more sense as to why we can be successful here. Uh, you look at Las Vegas. It's a low average median age of, of, of major cities in the United States. We're a young city, and we have a, a relatively, we're a working class city. And when our ticket prices start at $15, group sales as low as $10, there is a real opportunity here. Uh, we'll see it to our stadium situation, but this sport with this diversity, with this size city, um, I don't know what took 30 years for us to bring professional soccer to Las Vegas, but I'm incredibly proud that it's here now. And I can't wait to tell you about it. For those of you who haven't been there, to convince you to come on out on a Saturday night. All right, so let's talk about what league we play in. So there's Major League Soccer, uh, which is called the first, uh, first Division, and then there's Second and Third and Fourth Division Leagues. We are in the, what's called the Second Division. If I was going to use American sports parlance, I would say this is a, a, a similar to AAA baseball, right? But we have a big difference between us and the 51s or the, the Aviators now. In American sports and baseball, the Major League team owns all the Minor League team's players, Right? The major league team drafts them, they have five teams, and they send them from double-A to triple-A, up to the majors and down. And That's not the way it works in soccer. Why? Because every country in the world has a soccer league. There's more, uh, so FIFA is the international governing body of soccer. It has more member nations than the United Nations. And every one of those countries has a first division, a second division, a third division, a fourth division, and they're all independent. So we, unlike the 51s, we, this is going to sound bad, we own our players, right? But, our, but we, we pay our players, we select our players, we pick who's, who's playing. We don't have the Oakland A's calling us and telling us, hey, make sure you play this player on Saturday. We don't have that. We are a completely independent team. And from that, you see um, the construction of our roster, how you can have players on the upside of their career, in the middle of their career, and also in the downside of their career, where you wouldn't see that uh, with the 51s. It's all guys, or the aviators, all guys going up, per se. Uh, we were the 33rd club. It is, our league is expanding rapidly across the U.S. and Canada. This year, there's 37 teams. So there's 24 teams in Major League Soccer and 37 teams in what's called the United Soccer League, which is the league that we play in. Uh, we are affiliated with Major League Soccer. What that means is there are a third of the teams in our league that are owned and operated by Major League Soccer Club, Major League Soccer teams. We are not. We are completely independent, and we want to keep it that way. Um, but it talks about the, the growth of the game, and you see you know, almost half of Major League Soccer owners are also investing in our league um, uh, with the idea of how do we keep developing the American players so we can win the World Cup some, some year soon. Uh, and then so we talked about Major League Soccer averaging over 22, 23,000 fans a game. Uh, there's multiple leagues in our league that are averaging five, six, seven, eight thousand 8,000 uh, a game. And when you compare that to AAA baseball, it's on par, if not better. 
You're seeing a real shift in the demographics across the United States and the interest in soccer. It's not to say the interest in baseball is coming down. I'm not here to say, say that. But there is a, a, a growth where soccer is catching up and starting to surpass in certain markets uh, attendance-wise. So I always have to give a shout-out to my favorite mayor, Mayor Carolyn Goodman. We would not be here. And I'm, sure, I'm not quite sure why this slide is right here. I, I put it there. I'm not sure why. But we'll give a shout-out. Without her uh, support and guidance and uh, just doggedness to try and bring professional sports to downtown Las Vegas and seeing soccer as that sport that this community needed, uh, we would not be here, and I certainly wouldn't be here today. So let's talk about our vision, right? By Las Vegas, for Las Vegas, of Las Vegas. And what I mean by that, this is for the 2.3 million that live here. This is not a tourism play. This is not trying to get people that are coming here on, on, on Saturday night. This is for the 2.3 million incredibly diverse population that's here. The Golden Knights have done such a good job of bringing this community together and, and having something exciting that, that sports is this intangible and has this X factor. And you have Las Vegas or your city's name on the jersey. It means something. Um, and as we are quickly accelerating as, as a sports city, we want to be entirely focused. We are not worried about the Canadian fans coming in for the weekend. We're not worried about the Blackhawks fans coming in on Tuesday. This is 100% for the locals. The second thing is provide affordable entertainment. This is uh, a, a bedrock of what we will always be. Uh, I am a big, big believer when we talk about the power of sports and you talk about how great the Golden Knights have done and they have done an amazing, amazing, amazing just for a second, starting a professional sports team the exact same time that the Golden Knights were starting, come on, that was hard, right? That, they, they, are, they are amazing, that, the, the success that they've had. But I will say this, and I, will, and I say it with all sincerity. I don't know if the whole community fully gets around behind the, the Golden Knights. From a socioeconomic point of view, from a uh, demographic point of view, and we want the lights to be that. We want a working class family in North Las Vegas a soccer Summerlin, a Summerlin soccer mom in a minivan and a downtown millennial hipster on a Saturday night to be shoulder to shoulder at our game, singing and dancing and cheering and going, ole, 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 ole. And they're not looking at each other saying, well, why are you here? Why are you here? There is something really, really powerful that we have 2.3 million people in this city, but I don't believe we've had a lot of things where everybody in the community can afford it and everybody in the community has a knowledge of it and has an interest in it and will choose on their own individually from all corners of the valley to go to the same place on a Saturday night. That's what we are, it's what we're becoming, and it's what we always want to be. We want to be that, that unifying force and unifying uh, the power of sports, and soccer is the great equalizer. It goes into my third point, create a platform to bring entire community together. And then the last thing, it's Las Vegas. It's Saturday night. It's sports. Let's have fun. We all take ourselves too seriously in sports sometimes. And we'll talk about here how we as a club, I will say, I can't guarantee wins. I can't guarantee goals. But I can guarantee that you, your kids, your grandkids are going to leave the place smiling. We're going to create a fun, fun atmosphere. So Cashman Field. 20 minutes from anywhere in the valley, centrally located uh, for the last 30-plus years, was the home of AAA baseball. Uh, last year, uh, we were in the first year of our 15-year lease, and our lease agreement was that we are the secondary tenant until baseball leaves, uh, and at our cost, we have to go in on a Thursday and take out the pitcher's mound and cover the signs and take down the poles and bring, bring in the grass and take out the dirt and it was a whole ordeal. We play a soccer game on Saturday night, and at midnight, we have 32 trucks coming in and taking the grass out and bringing back in the clay and bringing back the signs, et cetera, et cetera, and they're playing baseball on Monday night. We did that 13 times last year, 
But we were committed. If we were going to do this, we were going to do it right. This was the right stadium. We knew that the baseball team was leaving. Um, and the baseball team has just opened a beautiful, beautiful facility out in Summerlin. And now, finally, we get to convert Cashman Field into a full-time soccer-first soccer facility. So then people will say, you can't play soccer in a baseball field. It doesn't work. For whatever reason, and God bless them, Cashman Field is the only baseball stadium in the world that was built as a square. So if you look at most baseball stadiums behind home plate, it's a, it's a weird shape, right? The outfield wall is round. Our outfield wall is a square. I've never seen a baseball stadium that had a square, but God bless the soccer gods were looking at us 30 years ago because it is absolutely perfect for soccer. Typically, you're putting a, a rectangular peg into a, a round hole. This was a rectangular peg into a square hole. And the sight lines for soccer are even better than they were for baseball the last 35 years. Our touch line, our sideline is closer to the fans than what the foul lines were in baseball. So Cashman Field is absolutely great for us. We, we couldn't be more excited. Uh, those of you that say, oh, it's an old baseball stadium, it won't work, I always say we're going to turn into Wrigley, the so pro soccer's version of Wrigley Field. This is going to be great. And for two hours on Saturday night, the bones of it absolutely work. It's centrally located. Uh, people know how to get there. There's easy parking, and it, it is the we want to continue it as a sports facility in Las Vegas for years to come. So how did we get here, right? So we, so we wanted this all to be very grassroots. We wanted this, again, by Las Vegas, for Las Vegas, of Las Vegas. So we had the fans help uh, pick the name. We had the fans design the logo. Uh, I always kind of make a joke, you know, that, you know I'm, I'm not sure the fans would have picked Golden Knights. We love it now, but we wanted to have the fans pick it. So we had, I think we had 10,000 uh, votes on what to name it. And I always I like to say we had some that were very traditional, right? Lions, Tigers, and Bears, very soccer, United, Real, uh, FC, these very European soccer terms. And then I say we had some very Vegasy ones, right? We had the Las Vegas OJ submitted, the Las Vegas buffets, the Las Vegas dry heat, I think, uh, which I actually liked. Uh, and so all coming all together, we came up with the fans, the name Las Vegas Lights FC. FC stands for football club, which around the world is synonymous for this authentic soccer or football experience, or the, the lady from the Philippines that we were just, our, Philippines, no, I'm sorry, I apologize. There, there. Oh, there we go. Say, there we go. All right. Uh, so now we had, we had a team. We had a stadium. We had the sport. We had the local kids playing it left and right. We needed to have a coach. So I'm incredibly, incredibly proud that we have found a guy who embodies exactly what we want to be as an organization. His name's Eric Winalda. He played and started in three World Cups for the United States. Uh, he was voted the player of the decade in the 1990s. Uh, he retired as the all-time leading goal, sc goal scorer before a guy by the name of Landon Donovan uh, took the title a couple years ago. Uh, he spent the last uh, 10 years being on ESPN and Fox Sports, but had always wanted to be a coach and was coaching these amateur teams. And what I like most about him isn't that he's trilingual, right? He always throws in that he, you know, he knows German. I was like, I don't know that the, the Spanish and the English help me more than the German, but he, 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 he's, he's bilingual, but he also lived in Las Vegas for 11 years. So he had been living with his five kids in Southern California doing TV work the last 10 years. But during his playing career and right after his playing career, he lived in Las Vegas. And he loves Las Vegas, and he wants to get into coaching, and he knows all about the American game. And he saw what we were doing here in Las Vegas. And, and people in the soccer community were like, wow, how'd you get Eric Winalda to be your coach? And I always, I could say, I could tell you, I was had planes, trains, and automobiles all over the world to get him. The reality is he really wanted the job. 
He really wanted to be here. He left a very, very lucrative job uh, every weekend on ESPN and Fox Sports because he wanted to become a coach, and he wanted to do it in a city that he loved, and he saw that what we were doing here and what we were building with the fans. Um, and he's just a great, great, great uh, ambassador uh, for soccer here in Las Vegas. So now we have a team, we have a stadium, we have a name, we have the, 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 the youth soccer support. Uh, it was the second largest city in the world without a team. Now what do we need? Before we did that, I, I said, and, and I'm very fortunate, uh, between my family owns the team 100%, and we always had a very, very strong sense that it's always better if you have a local player. And in American sports, they have drafts, uh, and, you know, Bryce Harper, he goes and gets drafted by someone else, and he has to go play over on the East Coast. Kobe Bryant goes to high school in Philadelphia. He gets drafted by the Lakers, and he gets booed when he goes back and plays the 76ers. And it always seemed weird to me, right, to have a local player meant so much. So all these teams say it, but we were the first team to ever guarantee it. We guarantee at all times we will have at least one player on our roster who is raised in Las Vegas. We want to give that opportunity. People will say, thank you, I, I appreciate it. The, the only issue with this is we currently have three players on our team. One of them is Thomas Olsen, who went to Bishop Gorman. He was an NCL American. He was drafted in Major League Soccer. He played for the U.S. Youth, under-20 youth national team in the, in the Youth World Cup. He deserves this opportunity 100%. My only concern is when we, we say, oh, he's, he's got it because he's a local player, and it almost sounds like it's a, it's a, it's a charity thing. It's not. We, we have $2.3 million here, and the guys weren't getting the opportunity. And so we are really proud that we have three guys on our team that all graduated from Clark County High Schools. Uh, that are playing regularly with the team. So you talk about the team, but it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a charity case, right? We have players in the last two years, we've had a player that played on the U.S. men's national team. We have a player that played in the, the World Cup for Mexico. We had a player that played for the Japanese national team. Uh, we have players from, uh, it says six nationalities, it's up to seven now. This is a United Nations of players around the globe coming together uh, to represent Las Vegas. Uh, this is a very high level of soccer. Uh, these guys have played at, at some of the highest levels. Um, and to be able to incorporate the local players has been a, a great, great touch, and, and it's been great for the fans. So now we have all that. Let me tell you about now how do we give back to the community, right? We're here in Rotary. We talk about how do we give back and service, et cetera, et cetera. We are absolutely a for-profit. I'm trying to sell tickets. Make no doubt about it. But we did something special, and we've done this now. Uh, this is our second year, and it's a $5 kickback program. So our tickets start as low as $10. And we will, uh, anyone who buy, well, let me put this back. Any charitable cause in Clark County can call our office and get an online promo code. And anyone who buys a single-game ticket that uses that promo code, we immediately write at the end of the month a $5 check back to that charity whether it is the Rotary Club that is a 501C and registered, or if it is a neighborhood project, if this is a youth soccer team trying to get uniforms, if this is a band camp, whatever it is, we want to give back to the community. Instead of us picking a charity of choice, we wanted to let the fans pick it. So every one of our fans, as they walk through that door, have the ability to take, take our ticket money. And it's up to a third of our ticket money of giving it back into the community and giving it back to, to charities and, and causes that are important to our fans. So now we talk about, now let's get to the fun, right? Let's, let's, let's show some pictures. So we believe we can be Major League Soccer. We believe we have the market. We believe we have uh, the fan support. We believe we have all of that. Um, so we've started a program where we bring Major League Soccer teams to Las Vegas in February. And we call it Soccer Spring Training. So think about what they do in the city of Phoenix with Major League Baseball in spring training. Half of Major League Baseball fans, media, uh, 
players, coaches, everyone go down to Phoenix and they play each other for, for a, a month in March. We want to create Las Vegas to be the home of Major League Soccer preseason in the month of February. Uh, Three-fourths of Major League Soccer teams are in cold-weather markets, and we believe Las Vegas is the absolute best place, and Cashman Field is the absolute best place to create uh, the home for this soccer spring training. In the last uh, year and a half, we've brought five different Major League Soccer teams to town uh, for our fans to experience and, and to, again, to grow this concept. Okay, another hard transition here, right? This is... Uh, 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 now we're going to get to the fun stuff, right? I said about creating fun. That's, a, that's an interesting photo, right? That's an interesting choice. So I said we like to do fun. So most teams have, uh, fun, uh, they have a jersey. They do a jersey unveiling. They like to have fun in that way. We became the first pro sports teams to have an official, not jersey unveiling, but a shorts unveiling. So we are, our shorts are sponsored by the Plaza Hotel and Casino. So we had four of our players unveil it in one of the funniest moments of the year, where your mayor, Mayor Goodman, uh, uh, I don't know if I should tell this story. This may not be the audience, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. Uh, she wanted to be the MC of unveiling the uniform, et cetera, et cetera. So we had five, five guys unveiling the shorts, and they were all wearing these um, white robes. And your mayor of Las Vegas, and only she can pull this off, she gets up there in front of all the lights, et cetera, et cetera, and she goes, three, two, one, you take the robes off, right? And she steps out there, and she goes, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Aren't those shorts beautiful? Those are wonderful shorts that they're going to be wearing this year. So we like to have fun. We like to have fun with the mayor. So then we, when we unveiled our, our jersey, we didn't do it in a regular jersey. We did it in body paint, right? What better way than on Fremont Street with a little body paint uh, to have some fun? So we said fun. Well, you got to have a mascot, right? So I always say the mascot looks like it. When people say the mascot looks like Elvis Presley, I always say, no, we got a letter from their attorney. So this is an Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Evil Knievel mix, and we like to call him Cash the Soccer Rocker, coming in hot on a Harley Davidson every game because we like to have a little fun. Uh, and now we should have started with this. This is our fans. We allow them to bring drums. We allow them to bring confetti. We allow them to bring flags. We want this to be a slice of Mexico City, a slice of London, a slice of Barcelona. This is not a boring soccer game where we're watching paint dry, people. This is a two-hour show. This is a two-hour entertainment where the goals are almost secondary because we're having so much fun in the stands. Uh, there's a shot of the soccer. You can see all the fans stands behind the goal. Uh, so this is our, our team mascot. It's Llamas. So we're, we're, we're proudly sponsored by Zappos, and Tony Shea and Zappos have done amazing stuff. They're our presenting sponsor. They're on our jersey, and so it's a true story. Last year, for our very first game, 10,000 people were trying to get ready, and Tony Shea's assistant calls and says, hey, Tony wants to know if he can bring the llamas for the tailgate. And I'm like, yeah, whatever Tony wants, right? Bring the llamas. Well, the llamas ended up stealing the show. The kids love the llamas. The fans love the llamas, etc. So that next week, we said, well, let's bring the llamas down on the field. That'll be fun. But then we learned something. Llamas have very bad reflexes. They cannot be near a kicking soccer ball, right, or they're going to get hit in the head. So we decided, you know what? We'll just let the llamas come out and introduce the players. So every game when we introduce our players, we introduce the two llamas. And I like to say soccer teams around the world do this starting 11 photo every game. And it's all these wannabe tough guys, and they got their grrr, you know, their, their grrr, because they're all getting ready to play a pro game. Our guys are always smiling. Look at that. They're smiling, and they're having fun. There's the kids with the llamas. Uh, that's our team last year, again, trying to do stuff differently with our team photo, going out to the Neon Museum, uh, an inspiration of the name Lights right next to Cashman Field. Uh, and then incorporating the kids, right? That's incredibly important in all kinds of opportunities with youth soccer. All the players will run out with kids. 
honoring people from the community every game with our pink scarf, uh, giving kids the opportunities to be the ball kids, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're the first team not to have a public address announcement, announcer. We've got Bojo, the hype man. He sits on the sidelines cheering the guys on. We've got our on-field DJ, uh, DJ Ocho. And then, of course, we have our non-Elvis mascot, non-Elvis, the, the attorneys in the room. Uh, we also became the first pro team. Every single game, our guys take their shirts off, and they give it to a kid in the crowd. Every single game, it's shirts off our back. Again, I can't guarantee wins. I can't guarantee goals. I can't, but I can guarantee for two hours – we're going to entertain people of all ages, whether soccer is your number one sport or if you're this there for a cold beer on Saturday night. We're going to create these memorable moments for you. So now, how can you join in on the fun, right? How can you? Uh, uh, simply show up. Bring a friend, right? Enjoy, right? Ha have a beer. Have a smile. Buy some Dippin' Dots. Tell your neighbors. Tell your church members. Tell your, tell your colleagues. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get the word out, right? We are not the Golden Knights where we have a billion-dollar budget, et cetera, et cetera. What we have is the world's most popular game, centrally located. We have 8,000 fans a game, singing and dancing and cheering and having fun. But this is grassroots. This is for Las Vegas, by Las Vegas, of Las Vegas. And I encourage all of you to, to just come experience it. I know that if I get each and every one of you to come once for two hours on a Saturday night, you're going to leave with a smile. I guarantee it. If you don't, call me. I'll give you your money back, and I don't want you to come back. You're no fun, right? Season tickets, we got my man Andrew here who was introduced. We've got stuff on your table. Uh, season tickets right now for the rest of the year are down to about $140, right? I like to say it's the, although the $3 for the, the, the animal kingdom or jungle, that was a pretty good price. Uh, but this is the best price, I like to say, since the $4.99 prime rib. Obviously, we can't do this without corporate partnerships, right? This is, this is, we have, it's our very simple business model. We have to have butts in the seats, and we need to have corporate support, right? And we are really, really proud of what we're building. Um, and then to continue to do the community outreach. We talked about the season tickets. It's on your desk. And then group sales. The last thing that I'll say is on certain levels in group packages, if you bring nine or more friends, we're going to give everyone there a scarf. Right? And if you're an international soccer fan, you know the scarf is synonymous, that when you go around the world, they wear the scarf of your, of your team. And I know it sounds silly when it's hot in Las Vegas, but we have really lightweight scarves. Uh, and we'll give that. And that's all part of the experience of, again, creating a little slice of Mexico City, a slice of London, a slice of Barcelona uh, with our packages. Uh, so, I don't know if I'm just under the 20 minutes. What are you doing this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? This Saturday night... Tailgate party starts at 5.30. The pregame show starts at 7.10. Kickoff at 7.30. We play Colorado Springs. Uh, I'm telling you what. They'll be singing. They'll be dancing. They'll be cheering. They'll be marching. They'll go, ole, 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 banging their drums. It's going to be great. I encourage all you to come out starting at $15 online, or Andrew can help you get even bigger discounts. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, if you have questions, he was going to stay because we're right up against our, our, our break, but he'll stay and answer any questions you have. Um, and we greatly appreciate your coming and talking to us about, and we wish you all the luck. Um, I have for you a Share What You Can award. And so instead of uh, uh, um, what we give for, for our speakers is a, um, a hot meal to a needy veteran in your name. So thank you so much for coming to talk to us. And we just need to smile and Perfect. Thank you so much. You. So he'll be right here just uh, in two seconds. And briefly, uh, Craig Miller, stand up. Thank you so much for sponsoring the uh, Cuisine and Octane. Thank you.
Okay, as we leave here today, let's go forth into the world in peace and be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Excuse me, support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all persons. Love and serve each other, rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Be people of action. Be the inspiration. Meeting adjourned. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at lasvegasrotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.